Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, Paige DeMacos from the Draft Network and the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Here to let you know this week's podcasts are brought to you by our friends over at mybookie.ag. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on sports, boasting one of the largest online selections of odds on the greatest sport on the planet, the NFL, with hundreds of bets to take advantage of, from season kickoff to Super Bowl weekend to the NFL draft. MyBookie has it all year long. This week only, we are running a special for all of our Draft Network fans. MyBookie is doing a 50% sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Deposit $2,000, get $1,000 in extra cash to wager. Be sure to use promo code DRAFTNETWORK to score this deal. Again, use code DRAFTNETWORK and be sure to listen to our favorite value picks this week on the TDN Fantasy Podcast. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Fantasy Podcast. With your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. All right, guys, we're live. We're doing a Facebook Live for the first time ever. If you, uh, you're, it's a little delayed. It should be about only like two seconds, though. I tested this out last night and hung out by myself on Facebook, and I was up, and I started getting comments sooner than I was prepared for. So I was like, oh, not really a delay on this. Hung out by yourself? I was just trying to test it out and not have anybody see me, right? So I jumped on my personal Facebook page and I was up for, I mean, two seconds. And Brandon Buckingham, who's a big fan of the show, shout out to him. He was ready. He was like, hey, Paige, what's going on? I was like, sorry, Brandon. This is, this is just kind of like a tester show, uh, not trying to do anything for real. But uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, this is a new thing you're going to be able to do. You'll be able to see, watch with us. Um, you can go back and listen to last our last episode from yesterday, which is on YouTube. So you can check that out on the Draft Network's YouTube channel. Uh, but today, guys, it is the the eve of the draft, right? NFL draft eve. And uh, Jordan Reed of the Draft Network had a nice tweet earlier. So I was going to ask you guys, any superstitions, night before things that you like to do, or even just day of stuff? I said, because I am usually working, that I am usually not sleeping and not eating uh, the day uh, the day before. So I'm sure, Jamie, I know you've worked a lot of them, and Jake, you've been a part of them for a while. Any uh, Christmas Eve-esque type of things you do on Draft Eve? Go ahead, Jamie. Not really, because I've had to work pretty much th- three of the last four of them. Uh, so it's a lot of just kind of prep work on the back end, making sure stories are ready, making sure videos are ready, making sure there's a plan in place. A lot of times we were dealing with travel uh, as well yep. as uh, I, both pre-draft network existence at FanRag with some of the familiar names with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino uh, and even one year with John Oding uh, before Paige took over as the host. I mean, it was putting putting travel together, getting everything going, but – uh, the not sleeping part is already is already on its way. I think I slept from three thirty to seven thirty this mo- last night. Uh, right. So hopefully, hopefully I do a little bit better uh, tonight because I'm going to be up covering the draft, working all night for the next couple nights. So hopefully, I get a little bit of a shut eye. But uh, I'm really excited. It's really it's to the point now where like last night I was like dreaming about different like mock draft scenarios and trade <laughs> scenarios, and uh, I, I'm excited for it to finally be here. Jake, any anything that you get into the night the night before, even the night of, because I'm my tomorrow is gonna look a lot different because a lot of my preparation's been getting ready for this. And then tomorrow I'm gonna be able to relax a little bit, aka pizza and wings. What are you gonna be doing, Jake? 
That sounds pretty good. Look, you guys that write content have a lot more going on than I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no real Christmas Eve stuff other than I got to like every year I go back to the year that I went through this process. So I got done at UAB, went to the blue and gray game, went to the combine, had to pro day, get ready for the draft. Not really expecting to. Although funny story, Cincinnati called me in the fifth round, said, hey, we got like four or five picks right here. We might take you, which would have been a, a round ahead of Tom Brady, which would have been <laughs> insane. So Cincinnati takes Neil Rackers, who didn't go to the combine, um, and ahead of me, and, and I ended up going to Atlanta uh, as a free agent later on. But that would have been a really funny story because I always tell that, you know, I keep getting reminded that Tom and I were at the combine 20 years ago together. Uh, but no, I mean, you kind of just, you kind of relive that. So like, go back to my apartment at UAB and the feelings that you had of my life could change tomorrow. Not that you're thinking it's going to happen in the first round, but just that whole weekend of watching every pick and going through the process, you, you kind of relive it every year. Uh, and then I, I love the, my dad's first year in Arizona. I was in his office, kind of, kind of a part of everything. And um, he texted me a couple minutes before they took Tyron, who I was hoping to God they were going to take Tyron that year. And he wanted to get him, but you know, it's going to be a third round thing. And he's like, he's still there. I think we got him. They texted me like, you know, five minutes for So I, 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 those two stand out because that was so exciting to get Tyron in the third round and then everything that transpired after that. So that's kind of my, what I go to every year now is just being a part of it and we're kind of reliving those, those memories. Love the story about Tyron, uh, a BA favorite for sure. He, he tweets at me regularly when I talk about Bruce and wants to let everybody know that he said, Bruce said he was his favorite. He wants everybody to know <laughs> that. Uh, he said, I'm the favorite. I'm like, all right, bro. He's definitely he's one of them. He's, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Uh, really needed you to get drafted before Tom Brady. Like yeah. just for the just for the 20 years later, I'm a fly on the wall in a conversation where I look and you it didn't happen but it almost happened yeah, you can always live on that right yeah um i'm with it i i think that would have been extra hilarious if that was if that was the case i think they call that salt in the wound more than extra <laughs> hilarious but i'm glad you're living off of, of this being funny <laughs> uh at least he's the quarterback of the team that you that pops is coaching this hey, year I'm so that's that. that's it that's a good thing if there's if there's ever a consolation prize uh so guys before we get into what we're doing today on this show is we're going through my bookie has sponsored our podcast this week uh so thanks to them and we are going to go through their props right and there is a lot of fun to be had uh, a lot of specific Oh, cheers! Cheers to my bookie. Uh, there Very is a underrated beer right there, by the way. Okay, product placement. Coors I'm about it. Yeah. Hey, Coors, we're available to be sponsored. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can be swayed. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, yeah, Jake's Jake's angling to be that next social media sensation that gets Coors Light to send him a case of beer. That's what he's going for. Yeah, uh, no, Coors Banquet. I'll take Coors, Coors Light. Stubby. He wants the he wants the Coors Banquet. All right, we're with it. Um, but before we get into these props, I just want to get into some of the kind of some of the fun rumors that have come up today, right? And and this happens, we know that this happens. It happens every day leading up to the draft. But specifically, there is one that will lead us very nicely into the first prop bet that I'm going to talk about. And that is that Miami is exploring moving up to three, but not to take a quarterback. That is their, supposedly it's been reported today that they are moving up to three to take their number one tackle at three right now we know this could be totally bs but it's fun to play this game a little bit right ahead of time especially because miami fans if you want to see a collective fan base absolutely lose their minds 
if they move up to three and they don't take a quarterback, it's going to be nuts. So, Jamie, just a little reaction to that, whether or not you think that's even possible um, and and if it would be a good move for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, you know what? I have a few thoughts on this because, one, this tells me one of two things. Either it's a smokescreen because they've decided they want Herbert and they want someone to trade up and maybe take two off the board to maybe – uh, to see if they can either like just Less I don't know, kind of like force another team's hand, or also take a little bit of pressure off themselves if two is not on the board there at five. It becomes a little bit it becomes a little bit of a different argument for their fan base. Uh, the other side is maybe they really, really have a high grade on a guy like Jedrick Wills, and they're like they see a significant difference between him, who we hear to be rumored to be going to the Giants at four if they get the opportunity. They have a huge grade on him, and they think it's a big enough difference between one and two that it's worthwhile of doing. The other option is something that that Benjamin Albright uh, tweeted out earlier today, which is don't be so sure that they're moving five to get to three, that they might be able to get a little bit of a little bit of creative, get 1926, maybe a one. This is my speculation. 1926, maybe a one next year, um, kind of figuring it out uh, as kind of figuring something like that and moving up and going tackle and quarterback at three and five. I think that's probably again, that, that is a. It's way more difficult to do uh, than it is to say, but uh, to me, it's one of the one of those three things. And look, we heard some momentum last night that the Dolphins were very interested in a tackle from people that are very connected. Uh, there, there are a few people that are, I trust with Dolphins information that said, "Don't rule out them taking a tackle at number five. Uh, and now they might have to move up above the Giants to get the guy that they want, and that would really shake things up for everybody involved. I don't know, man. It sounds like a lot of beyond speculation. It would make sense to me if they could keep five. Because yeah. I hate I hate where they're at. When we did the mocks, it's hard to get Miami three really good value. I got I got blown up by Miami fans for not having enough value at the picks. You get three instant starters all make an impact, other than the quarterback wouldn't be a starter at five. But if you could get rid of the other ones and keep three and five and still have the first pick of the second round or fifth pick of the second round. Maybe, but you can't give up next year's one to do that. That's they have two ones next year, though. Remember, I don't so, care. But they suck. Yeah, they're, I they're agree. Really young and talented and hard to play, yeah. and, and but not you don't want to play them. We talked about all that yesterday. You're not you're not trying to give up next year to move up. Take there's four really good tackles. Yeah, everybody's got them rated different, but the difference between Werfs and Wills, nothing. I mean, like you're you're. I, I agree. I, I agree. I don't know. How that, I don't know how that makes sense. I don't know. And that's the problem. The crazy thing about mock drafts and draft season and the draft itself is every team has guys. You'll have guys, you'll have a third round grade on a guy that goes in the, the 10th pick or teams to take them all the way off and red flag them for medical or off the field or whatever it is. They don't fit their organization. And that guy goes 15th. You never know. And, and you're talking about Brian Flores coming from New England and spent his, his career there under Belichick. There's no point how they're going to do. But that's too much. If you're getting in next year's draft for them, they have 14 picks. 14. Yeah. Give up the two first. If you end up with two first and it's three and five, I'm cool with that. But it's got to be from this year's capital. It can't go from next year. The other interesting thing that we have to consider is what's their draft grade on Jordan Love? Uh, where do they do, – do they feel like they could get him at 19? And at that point, they're like, you know what? We'll take a tackle and we'll figure it out later. Uh, maybe they, so I, that that's to me, I still think of, you know, gun to my head. I think they're taking a quarterback at five, 
or three if they move up there. But I, I, there are some variables that make it interesting, uh, at least to say, the, to say the very least. Listen, that doesn't – I don't hate that, right? I, I've seen that put out there, and I'm going, don't be – what if they run it back with the, the team being really good and fits magic for a little while before it turns over to Jordan Love, if that's the case? I think we've just – the fans have resided themselves to this is the only option, right? Like, it is tank for Tua – or nothing else. And I I hope that Miami fans have opened their minds to the possibility that it's it's probably it, there's a good chance it doesn't happen, right? And, and whether or not that's because they like Herbert over Tua, which we've heard a lot, right? Or they want to wait and they want to take a tackle at 5 and wait on a quarterback. That usually doesn't happen, right? Usually you go get the quarterback that you like, but I wouldn't be surprised. And I think this this is a fun conversation to have because the first prop bet that we're going to talk about from my bookie is when will Tua Tungavailoa be drafted, right? So it's fifth pick, third pick, second pick, fourth pick, sixth pick, and then the field, right? So it, there's, there's a bunch of different options there, right? Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation about him potentially going to the Miami Dolphins. Also, there's been conversation about him maybe being drafted to the Detroit Lions and them having him sit for a year behind Matthew Stafford. Jamie, is if is there any value to be had here, or is it just one of those ones you're going to stay away from? Probably going to stay away from it. Um, if I had to pick one, I would say third, but there are some other prop bets out there that you can do, like predicting the first three picks in a row gives you sometimes a little bit more value there because we know what the first two picks are going to be without fail at this point. I think a lot, a lot of places are just not even taking uh, bets anymore on the number one overall pick. We all know where, where that's going. But uh, if I had to pick one of those, I would say third because I still think there's a there's a chance the Lions take him at three. I think there's a very strong chance that anybody who trades for that pick takes him at three. Uh, so I, I think that is the best option of the bunch. I there's zero chance the Lions take him at three. They're they're stuck with Stafford's money for a couple more years, um, and I don't think any of these guys, including Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford, I don't think the Lions are taking him at three. They might trade that pick, and he might go third. If I had to guess, I'd say six. It sounds to me like Miami either likes Love, and they might take the tackle five. They like Herbert more, or they're just scared of Tua's medical. Uh, I don't think he's getting out of top six, but I can't. I still can't fathom a trade where somebody goes up and gives up enough capital to three to take Tua, and the Lions get that much. But the Lions aren't taking him. We went over their their cap situation. They would have moved Stafford this year if that was going to happen. Okay, well, but a little bit of value then. If you think it's six pick, we've talked about him potentially going to the Chargers. It's plus two fifty. So if you feel like that might be a scenario that might play out. Uh, might be a good one. The next one is quarterback related too, right? So Justin, when will Justin Herbert be drafted? Two options, over five and a half minus 135 or under five and a half minus 105. So Jamie, I'll let you go first here. I think the thing with Herbert is it's been he for a while, right? It was, it was Tua, 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 Tua for a while. Then we left the combine and I was there and there was a lot of discussion about Justin Herbert. Also a lot of discussion about him leaving the senior bowl. Okay. These were two things where damn good senior bowl. That's exactly damn right. Good combine too, but damn, damn, good. damn good senior bowl, damn good combine where it, you know, it's not to his fault, obviously with his injuries, but he's not there. He's not present. He's not competing. He's not out there. So the name isn't being talked about as much. All of a sudden there's this discussion about Justin Herbert and it's, it's not a secret anymore. 
maybe Miami wants Justin Herbert. So where do you think this one's going? Yeah, this one's tough because uh, obviously they they set that line very sharply. Um, of course. I think I'm going to lean toward the over here just because now I think there's, as we just talked about, there's a better chance Miami takes an offensive tackle than I would have thought a week ago. Uh, and I don't think at that point, uh, then at that point it opens up. I, I don't see anybody else taking him. I don't see him go. I don't see somebody trading up to three to take him. He's not going one, two, or four. So the question is, is does Miami take him at five? Or do they take a tackle there or at three or whatever? And then at that point, he's going to the Chargers or somebody else six or later. So I would lean closer to the over now, even though I we've all been on record saying that don't be surprised if Miami takes him. I just think now the possibility of a tackles, it feels a lot greater than it did a week or two ago. Minus 105 is not even a point. In, there's no point in doing it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. the only way to go here is the plus five and a half. What's really interesting is if if the Chargers are sitting there and Miami takes tackle, and the Chargers are going, okay, we're going to take the other quarterback. And now they got their pick. Who do they like better? Yeah. And then what happens to Tua? Does Carolina take a quarterback at seven? Like, that could be. Does he nuts. get, yeah. I mean, Jacksonville at nine is interesting again. Like, I mean, it's, does somebody trade up? Like, yeah, I think, I, I think we're going to have like absolute chaos at that point if that's the case. But I think, I mean, the only way to bet that would be to go plus five and a half. I think I've it's. Got the, it. I've got him going five to the Dolphins in my mind. Yeah, I think it's it's a fun conversation to have around these two quarterbacks, especially because listen, I don't wish it for Tua because you always want the kid to get drafted high. But the fact of the matter is, he's coming off two major injuries. We weren't because of what's going on with coronavirus. There was never the ability to really see Tua right and get around him and do the things that they wanted to do ahead of time. So. That impacts Justin Herbert because Herbert's stock could potentially be way higher than we anticipated, right? And so there's been a couple of discussions in the old TDN rooms about whether or not we're going to be having one of those scenarios where Tua's, if he was in a draft room, was looking around, right? Where you've seen so many times where there's a quarterback that's like, I thought I was going to go already, and they're looking around. You don't think so? He ain't falling out of 10. Okay. No way he's getting out of the top 10. All Look, right. I like Tua, but if I see him get compared to a left-handed Drew Brees one more time, I, I'm gonna just—I <laughs> just can't on this one. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I like him, but he literally—we've talked about this. He threw a bunch of slants to four first-round receivers in front of three first-round offensive linemen and two or three second, third-round picks. Plus, I mean, I, the stuff I've heard out of Tuscaloosa—they had to. Shrink the field a little bit. He couldn't read the whole field. They thought that would progress from his first year as a starter to the second. It didn't. But he's still not getting out of the top ten. I like I – mean, There's no way. I like the fact that we're getting a couple of comments here from Roy uh, Pickett on, on Facebook. He thinks Miami's going to take Jedrick Wills and move up. He thinks Herbert's going to go at 18, and he thinks Tua will be a Chargers quarterback. Herbert ain't getting 18 either. I tell you that right now. I just I saw that one, Roy. That's, that ain't happening. If Tua's yeah. the Charger, look, I think the Chargers are probably happy with that either way, whether yeah. they take Tua ahead of Herbert or if he falls to him because Miami takes him. I think they're fine either way with that. What would be yeah. really crazy is if Miami takes tackle, and we've heard the Chargers aren't necessarily going to take a quarterback. I now, that- now what happens? Like, now we're yeah. – wait a minute. Please- now we're at, we're at eight, we're at seven – and there's no Tua, no no Herbert off the board? Jake, that would mean that for the first time ever, a, a draft actually potentially drafts the quarterbacks 
where they're valued because that never happens, right? Like most of these guys, a lot of times you're going, this is not where the quarterback should be taken. No, they always get overdrafted. Exactly. Herbert at 18 would be like a normal kind of slotted overall ranking kind of thing, but that's not going to happen. Never happens. All right. So since you talked about a 10, I don't think. Yeah. So since you talked about Tua and the amount of first round picks that he had in his, uh, in his arsenal, let's just go right to the total Alabama players drafted in round one. Right. So there's always a lot of guys coming out of Alabama, always a lot of pros. Um, it's, it's just an NFL factory. So over five and a half is plus one thirty. under five and a half is minus one seventy. So you can list a couple of the guys that you know are going to go for sure, but obviously it's right on that number. So Jake, I'll go to you first. You've spent some time in Alabama. You know this place, uh, the state specifically, very well in the South football. So what what do you think is going to happen here, and, and which way would you lean? I've got them taken. i got five, so I'd have to take the under there. you got Tua going first. You got both receivers. You got Wills, and you got Xavier McKinney. That's the five first-rounders. I don't know another Alabama guy. I, I mean, you got the pass rusher that could slip in there and get it and make it six. Uh, Terrell, I'd still have to go the under though. I, I don't, I don't think, I think there's going to be a bigger run on corners than there are pass rushers. Okay. Jamie. And that's why I have six. I have Trevon Diggs sticky, sneaky, uh, sneaking Ooh, into Diggs, the back end Trevon of the Diggs round. I, I actually, actually have him at 32. Mock, I would have him at six. So yeah, that would, that would be the over. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, I think with San Francisco at 31, assuming they take a receiver at 13, I think Casey uh, at 32, I think both those are possibilities for him. Uh, and I do have I have a six pack of corners coming off the board in round one, so I, I think they can get the six. But again, we just talked about how they sharp that number seven. is. I mean, twelve. Yeah. Then I, yeah, yeah. I probably have to take the over. I'd have to take that yeah. back. I, so I, think I would lean to the over here. I think. Okay. Trev- yeah, I think Trevon Diggs. I think you have five. Lo- I think you have five absolute locks. The yeah. question, and then you have two or three guys that are like ranging from forty to sixty percent chance of sneaking in. Like the, yeah, you know, that, two- that one's tough. Yeah, you know the two receivers, you know the quarterback, you know the the tackle, like that, and the safety, like the, you know those positions are they're locks. I, I can't see any of them falling. So it's just whether or not you think Diggs or, or Terrell or somebody else can sneak into that into round one. Well, there at least are a couple of options that might lead to that being uh, and some value there. So maybe that's one you guys go after on mybookie.ag. Uh, two wide, one wide receiver and and one specific position here at Jeff Okuda who. Listen, there's been a lot of discussion about what Detroit's going to do, but as far as what this team needs, they just traded away Darius Slay. We've talked about this from a position. This is arguably the 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 easiest decision for them to make at three is just go, we need this position. He's as good as it gets. He's got some of the best tape you're going to see coming out of college. You're going to take Okuda, right? So his lines right now is over four and a half picks is minus 105. The under four and a half picks is minus 135, right? So yeah. it's 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 close there, but I think obviously most people think that he's going to go three to Detroit. So Jamie, what are your thoughts here on, on whether or not you would just stay away from this one at all or have any, have any inclination to go one way or the other? I wish I would have stayed away. I, I have an under four and a half ticket on Jeff Okuda. My only concern is that, that Detroit just trades back to five and takes him there in a deal with Miami. 
which if they can, they can pull, like the Giants aren't going to take Okuda. People aren't trading up to three to take Okuda. So you have a spot, you're in a spot where you can get the same player you're going to draft at three at five and get some draft capital to boost, which I think is what they're trying to do and would like to do. Uh, so to me, this is a stay away now, but uh, I, I, Again, I have a ticket on him on the under four and a half because I think I think he's the perfect fit for what the Lions want to do. But if they think they can move back two picks and get him and get other capital, they absolutely need to do it. I can't imagine them only moving back two picks if somebody trades up to take that. I'm, I'll take the under. I, I feel really good my, that Detroit's staying pat. They don't get real aggressive on draft day anyway. Uh, and he's the perfect fit, as Jamie said, to go on the other side of Trufant now that Darius Slay is gone. I'll, I'll take the under. I, I think he's going three. Okay. Uh, when will CD Lamb be drafted? Uh, this was CD Lamb was one of the more fun people to talk about before the Cardinals made a trade for DeAndre Hopkins because this was the we're gonna go get Kyler Murray's guy CD Lamb and that was the discussion, which has obviously changed since then. Uh, still, lots of wide receivers in this first round that are gonna go. You could we'll get to that prop bet because there's a prop bet for that one, but uh, over twelve and a half or under twelve and half here over plus 150 under minus 200 jake i'll go to you first where do you slot cd lamb and do you see value in either of those not really i mean some of these have gotten really really skinny i had him going i think as the second receiver um no i think i had him i might have had a third but i think i think jerry judy's going first i think he's the best receiver in this class i'll have to take the over then on that one I think Jamie? there's going to be a run of three or four in a row, and I think he'll be the second one. Involved. Yeah, I'm taking the over as well. I have him mocked at actually falling to 15 uh, at Denver. Uh, but a lot of this is going to depend on what the Jets do. There seems to be some talk, uh, some people that know some people that if they do go receiver, that they might have Lamb rated higher than Judy on their board. Uh, again, it will depend on whether one of those top four tackles can follow them because I still think that's what the Jets want to do. Uh, I'll still take the over here and take a chance that he falls to San Francisco or Denver. All right, since I teased it, I want to go total wide receivers drafted in the first round. Uh, Lots of discussion, lots of excitement about a lot of wide receivers in this draft. We have talked about the depth here for a very, very long time, right? So total wide receivers drafted in the first round over five and a half is minus 155. Under five and a half is plus 115. So, Jamie, you're shaking your head. I wonder if you already have a ticket here. What are your thoughts on, on this one? No, I don't have a ticket, but I think I mean, look, you, you're playing minus 150, so basically you're you're you would have to bet 150 dollars to win 100 dollars on this bet. Uh, but I like the over. I mean, I, I have six wide receivers going in my mock. I could see as many as seven or eight possibly going in round one. I think six or seven is probably the more reasonable number there. Uh, I, I think this is a a fairly easy one if you could still find it at that price. But again, obviously you're not getting great odds there, but I, I don't see a way that we don't see at least six come off the board on night one. Yeah. I think I had eight in my mock draft. I, I think they're even, and with the talk about those last five picks of the first round are all so tradable for all those teams. I think you're going to get a couple of running backs taken there. I think some people could trade back in so they don't get the day two. Uh, and I think another receiver could go there. I mean, I had Chenault go into green Bay, which I love. I think he was the, I think he was the seventh or eighth uh, yeah. receiver I had going yeah. in the first round. He's he's my sixth, and I, I see Roy here on Facebook. He has he is listed five. He's got Judy Lamb, Ruggs, the top three, uh, Jefferson and Mims. Uh, which again, I have all those guys in the first round. Uh, I also have Chenault uh, going to thirty to Green Bay. I think he's a fun name to watch just because I think people have kind of forgotten uh, how Chenault, talented he is. Higgins. But Higgins could go there. 
Um, Brandon Ayuk seems to be there. Are teams that are really high on him. I don't uh, think there I, are a few I other guys. Yeah, I'm Jalen Rager. Like if you're looking for a, a speedy gadget guy, I mean, again, I think both, most of those guys are early day two guys. But I think it's see any of those sneaking in. All you need is one of all those names we just talked about: Higgins, Chenault, uh, Ayuk, uh, Rager. Like any of those guys to sneak in at in the back end of round one to get to six. A lot of good opportunities there when you have that many options that we just ran through. It's a good chance it might go uh, the over there. Total quarterbacks taken in the first round. Over four, plus 140. Under four, minus 180, right? So there's it's, – it's Tua, it's Joe Burrow, it's Justin Herbert. There's conversation about Jordan Love, but there's no guarantees. There's a lot of people mocking towards the end of the draft – another team hopping back into the first round to pick him up. But past that, it's pretty much been those four that have been talked about. Jacob Eason has been just almost forgotten about at this point. I don't hear his name talked about. There's, It's it's a pretty definitive three, then Jordan Love, then everybody else. So, Jamie, do you see this and go, eh, it's obvious that it's there's not much value there, or do you think you take a chance that somebody – sneaks up and tries to grab a quarterback at the end of round one. I'm really surprised this is a whole number um, because all they're end up just having to refund everybody's money with all due respect to, to my bookie. Cause I think you're going to get four. Um, the only way to really bet this, I guess would be to bet small on the over knowing you have a really strong chance of pushing and you would rather take the chance of getting plus odds versus significant minus odds. Uh, Cause I think Jordan loves going somewhere in the first round. Uh, I think so either. You know, I think the Colts could trade back in to get him. Uh, if he gets pat gets late, I think the Saints have a chance they might take him. Uh, New England could take him, uh, but to me, it's this is a tough one at a whole number. Uh, I know that this has been a really tricky one for sports books to kind of manage when you kind of have a solid number like this. Because if you put it at three and a half, you're going to have to put so much juice on the over that nobody's going to bet it. Uh, and you put it at four and a half, you have to put so much juice on the under that nobody's going to bet it. So you're kind of in this weird spot. Uh, probably a stay away from me because I think all you're going to get is is free adrenaline out of this bet that you're just going to get your money back in the end. <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree with you. I think there's four. I think I don't have love being mocked in, in my first, but I think th- those last five or six, I, I just said, are so tradable. I don't think there's any way he gets out of the first round without somebody coming back up. I don't really know that he's a first round talent. I've heard a lot of varying things on Jordan Love and this process, but. I think somebody's going to take jump up and take him in the first. Yeah, lots of varying things, lots of uh, varying discussions. I saw. I, will say, a, I do not think Jalen Hurts or Eason are get going in the first. No, round. I don't think there's no. any way you're getting to five. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It with there's obviously been discussion about Jalen Hurts, and and I know there's excitement about him, but it's not a I day just two maybe. Imagine. Like yeah. I, I, I maybe. can't, I maybe. can't see anybody putting putting a, a first round pick. I no, think it's like. I think I saw him at I think it was something like nine or ten to one to be a first round pick. Like it's a, such a long shot. It's 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 not going to happen. No, I don't I don't see it happen. That run on Oklahoma quarterbacks being the number one overall pick is officially over. Two in a row, Baker and and then obviously Kyler Murray not happening. Uh, Lincoln Riley's not getting a third guy to go number one overall. Okay, guys, I picked this one because it's a ridiculous number and it's ridiculous because it's over it's a half of the picks for one conference in college. Okay. Total number of SEC players drafted in round one under 15 and a half 
is plus 165 or over 15 and a half is plus 165 and under 15 and a half is minus 240. So can we just for a second look at that number? Because 15 and a half is a ludicrous number for one conference to have that many first round draft picks. I I just, and oh, by the way, 33% of those picks are going to be Alabama guys. So it's, I just, it's 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 just so ridiculous. everybody stop with there's another conference that rivals the yes. SEC. It's just it's not absolute bullshit. No, you can it's go second, third, fourth, and who the other conferences are, but there is one king of college football, and that is the SEC by far. I think I'd have to take the over. I'd have to add my my mock up, but I think between Georgia, no, I'm, LSU, trying, I'm, trying do, I'm just trying to do the math right now. I was going to say um, you'd have to have all the Alabama guys go. And then you have those last five picks we were just talking about being draftable or being trade up to t- take some guys. I think that's a. I think that's Taylor, Jordan Love. Like How I don't know that anymore. I got him at fifteen. Go there. Yeah, that's I it. got fifteen. Uh-huh. I'll take the over just for hell of it. But yeah, I, I got fifteen right now. Uh, so that's that'll be interesting. Uh, but it, it's really close. But again, we're talking about guys that you know could sneak back in. Um, I don't have Higgins going in my first round. Does he? Does he go in? Um, I have AJ Terrell, I have Trevon Diggs, I have some of those guys, Patrick Queen, and I mean, so those guys are all in there already. But sort to think about, you know, maybe it's Higgins, maybe it's uh, Terrell Lewis, maybe it's I'm trying to think of any other names that could possibly. Maybe it's DeAndre Swift. I don't have DeAndre that's, Swift going. That's who uh, I have DeAndre my, Swift in mind. Yeah. So I mean, all those you just need one of those guys to to sneak in. But the other, I think the other it's Georgia gonna, tackle, I think, could seriously slip in. I yeah. think Georgia could have two tackles go in the first round, which could throw you over here as well. It's it's a crazy number to look at, to be honest with you. I looked at that and I went, oh, my legit, God. Though. Yeah, of course. It yeah. is legit. It's just more so to the point that people argue about the SEC bias, and it's not really a bias. It's just the facts. Uh, <laughs> you got 15 – no, 15 guys going to go in the first round. It's just it's, – and, and as we say that, number. save me the tweets about the Citrus Bowl and the freaking Camping World Bowl and whatever else <laughs> that Alabama and Michigan or whoever we're playing in. It's not even close. Not yet. Not not interested. Uh, Jamie, I would love to hear if there are any. Uh, this is the end of my list of going through some of the guy, some of the picks that I wanted to go to. Are there any any specific bets you got in tickets you have that you want to discuss? So I got a few. Uh, one of them was today. Uh, I think I, t- I texted you guys earlier about that. All the talk. Good. Now you can't get this now, so this feels like bragging more than helpful advice. But go ahead. Uh, Got uh, when all this before all the news about the the Miami possibly trading up the three to take a tackle. I, I got all three of the top tackles at either 100, 125, or 150 to one odds, and they're all now down to either eight to one, nine to one, or fifteen to one. So I think I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about. I got really early on the Henry Ruggs train uh, at six and a half to one to be the first receiver off the board. Again, I still think it's probably Judy, but I would not be shocked if the draft falls a certain way and the Raiders go. The ghost of Al Davis, as we've t- joked about before, comes out and, and takes Henry Ruggs uh, to play there. I'm trying to think of the other ones I like. Um, you know, I, t- I took a few different like long shot ones uh, as well, just to kind of see how they go. I think the safeties are interesting. I think McKinney is going to be the first one off the board, but took a long shot on Antoine Winfield uh, coming off the board first at, at seven to one odds. So there's some really interesting ones out there right now. Uh, the one I like that I think is still out there, uh, Jeff Gladney. 
uh, under 32 and a half. I think he's going to go in the first round. Uh, I think there's going to be more corners go than you think. I think he's a great fit uh, with the Raiders. I think he, pl- he exemplifies everything John Gruden and Mike Mayock want that team to be. But there are a lot of corner needy teams, particularly late in the first round. Uh, I think he's somebody that at plus odds to go in the first round, I would like as well. Yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely gonna be a run on corners. I think maybe more corners than pass rushers in this in this first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, any anything you want to get to, or did we get to all enough enough prop bets here to to satiate you until the real thing starts tomorrow? You know, I, where Sim, where Isaiah Simmons goes could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I would put like a if there's a bet on does he go out, does he get outside the top ten? That would be really interesting. Yeah, uh, six and a half is right now his over under. I have a ticket on the over on six and a half. I would say but. I'd say over, and then okay. you know, Ken Law. I've, I've had dropping. I think he can go in the mid teens, mm-hmm. which would be interesting. And then does Grant Delpa go in the first round? Are there two safeties mm-hmm. to go, or is it just one? Is McKinney the only safety that goes at all in the first round? That, those are those are all interesting to me. I have seen a lot of mocks, so I've seen I've seen, I've read more mocks than I probably care care to ever admit out loud. Hey, let's uh, answer Roy's question here. What's he? What's he got? Who am Will, I missing Brown, from the? Kendall, oh. Judy Diggs, Thomas Wills. Oh yeah, he's he's off by he's off by a lot. He's only got one, two, three, so, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So Who do you? Uh, Just, Justin Jefferson. You just you just put. So I've got Burrow, um, Tua, Brown. Did I say Henderson? Yeah, CJ Thomas, for sure. He's probably yeah, Thomas Wills, Rugs, Judy, um, Fulton, Chase on. That's ten. Yeah, he didn't have Fulton, Henderson, um, or Chase on. Yeah, Jefferson eleven, Queen. He's got Chase on on there. Yeah, Queen twelve, McKinney thirteen, yep. uh, Terrell fourteen, and Trayvon Diggs fifteen. Those are my fifteen from the SEC. So he's yeah, missing Queen I as had, well. I had um, DeAndre Swift. I think the other tackle from Georgia could go. Makes it sixteen. I think there could be seventeen. Then there's one I'm I'm forgetting, but yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. It's a it's a it's a very it's a very big number. I love that Roy is just he's he's having take, hey, Roy, recollection. Take under, if, you, if you like it, if yeah, you like go it, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Take the take the under. Might be might be one of those uh, SEC haters. There's quite a few of them that exist out there. Jamie, no, any? Pu- sure I think he got there already. He's gotten there. See, he got himself. He goes, oh, Fulton at fifteen. So he's yeah. he's gotten himself to that fifteen number. It, yeah. it didn't take him very long. To, I cannot to imagine we get out of this first round without a running back going. Now, whether that's that- that's the interesting because Taylor or Swift. Now, is that a bet, Jamie? Is there a prop? It, bet it on is that actually. One? It, it's pretty heavy on the over 0.5 running backs uh, drafted, but it's it's interesting because there there are a lot of teams that make sense, but it's going to be how the draft falls because we've seen a lot of mocks with because I don't think a tight end's going, so we've seen a lot of mocks with possibly no running back or no tight end going uh, in round one. But the other one I'd keep an eye on of just a really really long shot is Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 32. If the Kansas if Kansas City stays in that spot, but uh, I think it's still more I still more likely that I think the Swift goes to maybe Miami at twenty six, uh, especially with their third first round pick. Assuming they don't move to to move up and move around, uh, I'd be surprised if they left without uh, one of the top without the top running back. 
All right, guys, we've reached the end of the show here. If you want to go back and listen to our NFC and AFC win total shows, you guys, you can listen to those. That was Monday and Tuesday of this week. So you're going to want to get those bets in ahead of the draft as well, because there could be movement on all of those win totals as well. It might not, might not be a ton, but you definitely, if there's something you like specifically now, one way or the other that you, that you listen to, you should get those in as of now, Jake, final thoughts, NFL draft Eve, the hype level has got to be high. It is. Yeah. First of all, like Roy, thanks for joining us, man. That was awesome. I love having yeah. that, that feedback as we're going. Uh, yeah. The excitement is, is there, man. That's uh, as we talked about in being a, you know, a, a bucks homer as we get killed for, uh, that'd be who I'm rooting for tomorrow night, but there's a bunch of guys I'm rooting for too, man. I'd like my final thoughts are going back to my original comments on the show. This process, man, is first of all, it's long. You play your senior year, you get to senior bowl combine in old days, you go OTAs, mm-hmm. you stay through all that stuff. Now you get a couple weeks off and then training camp and you go that, that whole first year is just nuts. But this process is life changing for all these guys. Whether you come from money, you come from the hood, wherever you come from, it doesn't matter. This is life changing to you. There will never be another moment in your life because me include all these guys have done so much sacrifice so much work so damn hard to get to this point it is absolutely spectacular i hope they all soak it in and enjoy it i hate that they got to be doing it like this via zoom away from each other and not being on the fountains in the plaza like we talked about but uh, enjoy it anyway to, to all of them because it's absolutely an awesome experience jamie your parting thoughts Tough, tough to top that. Uh, no, I'm just really excited. Uh, look, this is these are very uncertain, uh, unprecedented times in the world uh, and in the sports world it's as a microcosm uh, away from the real world. So it's nice to have this event, this tentpole event to, to look forward to, to build around and to watch. And uh, so I'm really excited to see that. And then uh, final note on a more selfish note, uh, it would help us out a lot, guys. Please rate and review the show. I know we haven't yes. asked you in a while, but TDN Fantasy, uh, wherever you listen to, it does actually help us a lot, pushes us up uh, in the sports podcast uh, section. So if you would like more people to to listen, uh, to hear us and kind of hear our advice, uh, please do that and then continue joining us. Um, you know, we're going to – we're starting – now that we have the ability to see live comments during the show, uh, we're definitely going to respond and uh, it, it's going to oh, be Oh, yeah, we're really going to respond. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, you have to worry about Jake, uh, but uh, it's exciting stuff and, and, and it really, it's just, it's really exciting stuff right now. I'm really excited for this draft. Uh, I'm really excited to go through all of this. I believe I have like 30 different prop bets, uh, money on 30 different prop bets right now because I went a little crazy because uh, what else am I going to bet on? Uh, but I, I'm really looking forward to, to the draft. It's, it's this whole buildup. It's, it's almost here where, what, where. 27 hours uh, away from Joe Burrow's name being announced. So I got one, uh, other, really I got one other final thought page. Okay, I, I'm go putting, ahead. I'm putting out a plea. So everybody hit Frank Caliendo. I need more content. Yes. You didn't see the one he did on my dad last night. It was fantastic. Spectacular. But the one he did on Gruden for the draft with the zoom thing. And he ends up with the, the sideways. Oh, this is going to be, I'm living for that. The one he did today about Morgan Freeman and the dad shooting the Nerf gun. <laughs> like I just, I need more. So, Frank, like, do some stuff from the draft. Give me John Madden for the draft. Do something. I just please, I got to have more because it is – it's my quarantine life. My favorite thing of quarantine <laughs> is Frank Caliendo at this point, and I need more of it. 
Guys, I it's, it's hard to top what you guys already said, but I will say that tomorrow has the ability to potentially be even more emotional than we've seen in a while because a lot of these people were used to having a small amount of their family and friends that can go with them, one or two people, whereas now we're going to have everybody at home, going to be probably with their mom, dad, maybe a girlfriend um, hanging out doing their thing. And I think it's, I think it's going to be overly emotional. This is always an emotional thing. I can't ever not be uh, emotional about watching people have their dreams come true. Right. I mean, I know that it's a sport and we cover it and it's a business, but at the end of the day, it's a passion and it's a love and football is the best sport in the whole world. And this is awesome to watch these kids, especially in light of how they ended their senior or junior year. Right. They were not on campus. A lot of things changed it's just a different, it's been a weird time. So I'm excited to, to see something positive. I'm excited for the sports world to be united around something other than coronavirus for, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of days. Uh, Cause that's, it's all we've heard about is speculation about how long it's going to take to get back and this, that, and the other thing. So I'm just I'm really excited about the NFL draft. Um, and, and it's going to be unbelievable as it usually, as it usually is. There could be even more weird hiccups because if you haven't been following along to the technology issues, it's going to be entertaining. That's all. That's all I have to say. It's going to be entertaining to see the different setups that these GMs and head coaches are having. And, and there will be, there will be technical hiccups. I can assure oh, I'm still you that. Calling that my dad will be Frank Caliendo doing John Gruden at one point <laughs> this weekend with his IT guy. Now. I am really hoping that we get some live strong words from some head coaches and GMs potentially at some point. I mean, it could be really, really funny. Uh, Jamie, please tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And Jake, how can everybody follow you? Jake B. Arians. You guys can on the Twitter sphere. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the underscore sports page with an I. You should follow the draft network at the draft network. It's pretty self-explanatory, but this is a big couple of days for the draft network. So hopefully you're checking out what we got going on. We got a couple of surprises for all of our fans at the end of this draft. And like Jamie said, rate review this podcast. It helps us a lot. We're going to start giving away merch. Uh, so start doing that now. Cause we'll probably pick somebody to give a t-shirt away to at the end of April. So Get that in now so that way you can uh, win some free merch. Hope everybody enjoys the NFL draft. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.